The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Everybody's favorite Israel watcher, Rolene Marks. How are you doing? <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I'm here for the introductions, Paige. I'm here for the introductions. I love it. Well, I'm, I am I'm good gl- thanks and yourself. I'm, I'm glad that you're here for the introductions, Rolene, but we are here for the news. We need to know what's going on. And I see there's a, a bit of a brouhaha brewing between uh, Liquid and Bibi. And Ben Gavir, uh, nothing, nothing that the a local session in the Knesset can't solve, I'm sure. Well, let's put everything into perspective. When you and I spoke yesterday, I mentioned that there were several rockets that had been fired from the Gaza Strip into Israeli sovereign territory. Now, as of yesterday morning, there have been about 104 rockets fired from the Gaza Strip into Israel, injuring at least 12 people, one of them is seriously. In response, the IDF have struck 16 Hamas targets in the Gaza Strip. And there have been, there has been some damage to structures, to, to cars, to houses. And, and I know a lot of people say, how does this happen? You know, the, the Iron Dome is phenomenal, but it doesn't stop every single rocket. You know, sometimes the damage is also done by mortars or more short range rockets. So uh, while the Iron Dome gets about 99% of the, the rockets fired at Israel, there is always that 1%. That does slip through. Now, early hours of this morning at about four o'clock in the morning, a ceasefire went into place. However, at about six o'clock this morning, there were more red alerts, sirens ringing around the Gaza envelope areas and rockets were fired as far as Ashkelon last night. Now, let's get to the brouhaha that's been brewing. The leader of Otzma Yehudit, that is the far-right party, this is led by Itamar Ben-Gavir and his cohort Betzela Smotrich. Um, Ben-Gavir was in steroids earlier today and he says that uh, Otzma Yehudit will boycott government votes. He says the government's response uh, was weak and uh, very um, feeble. Feeble was the word that he used and he insists in being part of the decision-making process. I mean, the man uh, really has extraordinary nerve. And the Likud party, including Netanyahu, have issued their statement in response. They said um, the prime minister, the defense minister, the IDF and security agencies are the ones who handled the sensitive and complete security incidents that Israel is dealing with. The prime minister is the one who decides who is a relevant participant in these discussions. If this is unacceptable to Minister Ben Gavir, he does not have to remain in the government. Now, of course, you know that should we have uh, the pull-out of the Otzma Yehudi or uh, some of the the uh, ministers in the Knesset, this could possibly collapse the uh, the government. And I think that Netanyahu is just at the stage where, you know, basically... Uh, he's, he's had uh, uh, a belly full of Mr. Ben Gavir's antics. However, this was not the last we heard. Ben Gavir fired back. He said, if you don't want Otzma Yehudit in the government, you are welcome to fire us. 
If you don't want a real right-wing government, you are welcome to send us home. I am giving notice here that we, Otsma Yehudid, will not be present for votes in the Knesset until the Prime Minister understands and internalizes that the goal of this government is to be a real right-wing government. And uh, he says... I'm stating as explicitly as possible, if he wants us in the government, he needs to invite us to these deliberations and not as has been in the last four months when the decisions have already been made. If we are partners, then we need to be invited and more importantly, have influence. If the Prime Minister wants it, we will be happy and if not, we will not come to vote. Now, uh, uh, Smotrich tried to smooth things over, saying, let's calm down, let's, you know, um, let's try and hold some internal talks and, and let's try and smooth over the arguments. But uh, this has resulted in a phenomenon that we're seeing here. Uh, many Israelis are seeing the hold that Oxmeli did seem to have over the government as a reason to lose faith in the Prime Minister. His polling numbers are absolutely plummeting while Benny Gantz's are rocketing. And I think many are just at the stage where, and the, the Prime Minister included, where, you know what, fire Benny uh, you know, kick them out of the government and let the chips fall where they may. Many are of the opinion that if the, the Prime Minister actually gets rid of the far-right element, his popularity would increase. Now, uh, interesting uh, thing happening on the, 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 the abroad level, Ronin, Israel and EU having a summit on a comprehensive regional peace. It seems like a Quite a strange thing. Is this including Arab partners? Are we talking about the Palestinians here? Since when did the EU get involved with peace stuff without the Americans? What, what is actually going on here? Well, we don't have more details other than uh, Foreign Minister Ellie Cohen met with his counterpart Joseph Borrell yesterday in Brussels. Now, there have been a, uh, there has been a little bit of strain over the last couple of weeks. However, the two have made nice and uh, Foreign Minister Cohen says that uh, in his meetings with EU representatives, they very much understand and are, and are on the same page as Israel vis-a-vis Iran and the threat that Iran poses, not just to Israel, but to the region as a whole. And today we have this uh, announcement that they are planning to hold a summit later this year to strengthen bilateral relations and address global challenges, in their words, cooperatively. So in other words, to look at ways that they can cooperate to deal with some of the challenges facing us uh, as a global community, and that they will also have a summit to discuss regional issues as well. So um, we don't have any more information than that. Borrell insists that relations between the EU and Israel are strong. And, you know, if we remember that the EU Parliament and Israeli representatives did not meet for about a decade because the EU um, objected to the uh, what they see as illegal expansions of settlements in Judea and Samaria, which Israel sees as disputed territory. So uh, this is where we are sitting at the moment. positive step forward. Very, very interesting. We have just about a minute left, Ro, but uh, I see that I had to dodge a new pothole 
in Johannesburg, and therefore I knew that because there was a new pothole, that also Amnesty International had re- released another stupid report, uh, because they both happen as often and are as annoying. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Oh, I tell you, Amnesty International, I mean, heaven forbid they would actually focus on something like, you know, the war in Sudan at the moment. But they have released another report this time yesterday called Automated Apartheid, which they say that uh, Israel violates the human rights of Palestinians by using facial recognition technology. I don't know how to tell this to Amnesty International. All countries use facial recognition technology. They charge that Israel uses it to track down Palestinians who commit acts of terror and not Jews who commit acts of terror. What they base this on, I don't know. But the army have responded and said that they they use a system called Red Wolf and it relies on databases consisting exclusively of... uh, uh, Palestinian individuals for necessary security and intelligence operations. Now, I don't know if Amnesty are aware, but most countries use facial recognition technology. In fact, if you have trotted into Israel recently and uh, you uh, have a biometric passport, you will notice the facial recognition software well, in operation. There you go, Roland Marks, our Israel expert. Thank you for joining us, and we'll chat to you again tomorrow.